Welcome to the Wild Wellness Podcast and this episode on strength training and sync with your cycle. I'm Jenny and so grateful you're here. Thank you for showing up. And in this episode, we're going to talk about how often you need to strength train to get results, how you can adjust strength training throughout your monthly cycle to optimize your gains and energy. And what do you do the week before your period when you just don't feel like lifting heavy things or doing much of anything for that matter? So to start this conversation about strength training with your cycle, I want to first define some terms that I'll use interchangeably. Strength training to me is the same as lifting weights. It's the same as resistance training. So if you hear me say any of those things, I'm talking about the same thing or even weight training, strength training, weight training, lifting weights, resistance training. And if you're kind of new to strength training, or maybe you have been doing it for a while and you're just wondering, how often really do I need to lift weights to see results based on your goals? Maybe you're thinking, well, I'm just wanting to gain strength. I'm just wanting to make sure I'm not losing muscle as I age. Whatever it is that your goal might be, you're probably wondering how often do I need to do it because you might see a lot of different recommendations out there. So I think this is worth talking about and mentioning. And I hate to use the word should or you need to. So I worded this question how I receive it from many of you listening or those students in my courses because the question usually is how often should I strength train to see results? But this word should just has so much obligation and sort of, um, it does have an element to it that we want some guidance of what does the research show or what do standards show. So I think it can be valuable that way, but I just think it should have a huge asterisk next to it or a disclaimer saying this might be different for everyone and you might discover something pretty unique with your own body. But that being said, research does point to the fact that if we strength train two non-consecutive days a week, so about two times every seven days or so, which is important by the way, for your cycle, we'll get to that in a second with eight to 12 reps of eight to 10 different exercises that target all the major muscle groups that that type of training is going to allow you to get results with what you're wanting to accomplish, whether that be muscular strength, muscular endurance, more power, even gaining muscle, building muscle. And these kinds of exercises you do can be used or can be done using body weight, resistance bands, free weights, medicine balls, weight machines, lots of different equipment options. But basically two to three days a week for beginner and intermediate training, and then maybe four to five days a week for advanced training would be more where you would lean because you might be targeting a split muscle group training pattern. So that would be where you would maybe do back-to-back days, but one day you're doing different muscle groups than you are the next day. If you're doing a total body workout and you're just wanting some basic strength training, then two non-consecutive days is great because you're not going to want to train the same muscles back-to-back one day and the next day. Now I said two non-consecutive days every seven days or so, because again, we're going to get into here how this looks for women with their cycle and how this can change. And so it's not that you won't strength train 
in the latter part of your cycle or in the beginning of your cycle around your period. But there are some really important things to be aware of. And I think that if we sometimes when we look at our training programs, we're looking at it on a week basis. So we're looking at it from a Monday through a Sunday, right? And I think sometimes it can be valuable to just look at it in a seven day period that might start on a Wednesday, for example, and then end on a Tuesday. And what that allows is for you to actually look at your weeks in terms of your cycle weeks. So instead of looking at it from a generic Monday through Sunday pattern, you might look at it as day one through seven of your cycle is a week or even day 26 of your cycle through day five is your, or actually it would be less than that, right? Day 26 through maybe day three would be your seven day period that you're looking at. And this is going to be really important as I get into, again, talking about how to work with your cycle. But the reason I'm bringing up that example is because you can have a real shift in what you need to do for your body to stay aligned with your hormonal changes and your physiology during the latter part, the end of your cycle, like say the week before your period starts, and then those first few days of your period. So I think it would be important to look at that period as its own week, quote unquote. So again, not just looking at it as two non-consecutive days each week, but keep in the back of your mind that these recommendations of two non-consecutive days for every seven day period could be really helpful for you. So I hope that makes sense. So what's the deal with your cycle and exercise, specifically with strength training? I want to talk about this because this is the whole point of this episode mainly, but I wanted to start with some details on strength training and just how often you want to be doing it to see results too, because that was important. But if this is your first time hearing about how to shift your cycle with strength training, I want to go over some basics. And even if this isn't new to you and you're already working with your cycle, you're here to learn more about strength training specifically, hang with us because I may say something you haven't heard before, or you may hear a reminder or a refresher, and we'll get into what you need to know. So many women have no idea that they even have a cyclical body. So if that's you, no worries. I was there for a very long time, most of my life. And I just want to give you an example here or a metaphor that I think is a really amazing anchor for me, which is nature. Because just like nature, we move through four inner seasons every month. So instead of nature, which does it four times a year, we do it every month. And without knowing this, a lot of women really beat themselves up for not feeling as strong during the second half of their cycle, the luteal phase, especially those last five to seven days before your period. This is a time when a lot of women notice they feel off, but they assume it's something that's wrong or just that they're starting their period and they don't really understand why they don't understand what the hormonal fluctuations mean. They might not even realize they're starting their period and just think, what's up with me this week? Why am I feeling out of shape. And the other thing is many personal trainers or coaches don't take these changes into consideration when creating plans because they have no idea either. So that's why it's great for you to learn this and apply it and even share it with your trainer or coach, because I think it's 
super valuable information. Obviously, it's the main thing that I teach in feminine fitness, and it's something that I didn't learn in my six years of college education. So as far as what you might notice in the cycle itself, in the first half, days one to 14, so that's the first day of your period on to day 14 or so, the first day or two of your cycle when your period starts and you have the most heavy bleeding, you may feel crampy, right? You may feel more tired. And at the same time, though, you start to gain energy throughout that first five, six, seven days. So by the day six or seven, you're usually feeling quite a bit stronger. It's just those first few days of your period where you really feel like you need to take some rest. And in general, those first two weeks are when you're feeling more ready for a workout. You may feel great lifting heavier weights and you probably have plenty of energy. And then there's the second half of the cycle. This is the week after ovulation and onward to the very end of your cycle right before you start your period. So in the week after ovulation, estrogen is lower and progesterone starts to rise. And so when this happens, you don't feel quite as energized and strong as you did prior to that. And then in the week or so before your period, lifting heavier weights probably feels a lot harder. So as you get closer to your period, your recovery is going to feel like it takes longer. Your motivation is probably going to wane. And all of this is happening with maybe even PMS symptoms, bloating, cramping, cravings, headaches. This can obviously be the most challenging time for a lot of women, whether you understand your cycle or not. But it's even more challenging if you don't understand it. Because as I said before, you wonder what's wrong with me. And I know that this used to be the case for me too. So to sum this up in a really basic way, you may notice you feel stronger in the first half of your cycle and less strong in the second half, less able to lift the heavy things, less interested in lifting the heavy things. But (laughs) however, every woman is different, obviously. And I just want to say that and add to it that there's a lot of variation that can happen and you may have days of low energy in the first half of the cycle and workouts that you feel like Wonder Woman in the second half of the cycle. So it's not so black and white. I'm trying to give you a very basic and general idea here, but it has a lot of variation for sure. And even from month to month, you may find some months are easier or harder than others. There's a lot of factors that can influence all of this. Your hormones, sleep, nutrition, stress levels, how you're training, what you're doing outside of strength training, otherwise cardiovascular type training or whatever it is you do for workouts. So this is why I recommend tracking your cycle with your workouts because what I teach is that you can get a pulse on what's happening. There's key things that you track and then you can look for patterns. Looking for patterns can help you to adjust based on your individual cycle. And you start to really learn a lot about your body and that's the most powerful way to adapt your training, personalize it and optimize the results that you're getting. So if you have a good strength training plan, the other thing is it should be based on a principle called progressive overload which is basically that you increase the challenge over time to keep adapting to your body getting stronger. And you do this typically by changing the number of reps, 
even changing the sets you're doing, the percentage of your max ability, your 1RM in each phase based on your goals. You might even change it with your recovery time in between sets. There's different factors that you would change over time. So the reason I'm bringing this up is because now that you know what sort of the flow of the cycle looks like and that I recommend tracking so you can get a pulse and notice patterns, you're going to then want to change it over time and advance to see those results. But you might be wondering now, well, what are the best times to do that? And that's what I want to share with you. Because as you might guess, this might seem kind of obvious to you, but that first half of the cycle the follicular phase, days 1 to 14 on average, let's not count the first couple days of your period when you really are inclined to rest and you likely need to rest. Heavier strength training is where the first half of the cycle is usually, th uh, that's where you're usually thriving with that heavier strength training. So these are the best weeks for many women to push for a new PR or to compete in something or to, like I said, Add a challenge, increase the challenge, which is that progressive overload, increasing the challenge to keep adapting to your body getting stronger. So look at the plan you have and look at it carefully because you might notice if it's not a cyclical based plan for your body that you see one week out of every four weeks or so where the weights rep sets are at their highest. And then the other weeks might be a little different. They might be a little easier. And so again, if you have a good strength training plan that's based on progressive overload, that's probably what it'll look like. And you may want to make that hardest week match up with days six to 14 of your cycle. For example, estrogen is going to be at its highest. You're past the restful phase of your period. And that is going to be where you're going to find um, the most alignment. So then from days 14 to say 21, estrogen is lower compared to the follicular phase. You may find strength training more difficult, as I said. And then those five to seven days before your period starts, estrogen and progesterone both begin to drop. And that's when you're really feeling more tired and probably even more off. And maybe even having a day or two in there where it's not like you're feeling sluggish the whole time or you're so fatigued you can't do anything. I'm not meaning to paint that picture because you may really have some ups and downs. But it's the subtle ways that your body is sort of slowing down and trying to remind you that you're coming to a different focus of the cycle. Which brings me to what is the second half of the cycle for then? <laughs> so if you're on a strength plan and you're thinking, what do I do? What do I focus on in that half? Because I'm not making gains. I'm not adding to things. And that's sort of where our heads go with fitness, right? We want to add things to challenge ourselves. We think of advancing. But we often don't think of the importance of the other half of a plan, rest and effort, right? Balancing those things. And now isn't necessarily the time that I'm just going to say rest, like don't work out, don't do anything. It is a better time, though, to work on body weight movements, to focus on technique, and to lift at a lower intensity and volume, which is going to allow you typically to focus on technique and body weight movements. You might even be doing a little bit of a rehab style program where you're focusing on things that have maybe been an issue that you've been ignoring or just something that you know you need to work on. So this is really important. And another thing to note is that 
Research has shown that higher progesterone in the second half of the cycle, the luteal phase, can often increase the, the laxicity of your ligaments and tendons. So basically they can stretch easier and that would equate to you being more likely to pull something. So that's another reason that you may want to avoid the hardest, heaviest strength training days in those five to seven days leading up to your period and focus on something else, like I just mentioned. And so because recovery can be harder and you want to pay attention to soreness, one question that comes up a lot is if I am sore, how do I know if I'm doing too much? Because soreness also can mean that you're doing something that's challenging your body and that's how you do get stronger by challenging it. So you might be sore sometimes, but I want to talk about soreness for a minute because it, there's a term called DOMS and it stands for delayed onset muscle soreness. So this is the soreness that you feel after you've done something challenging. You can feel it within a, an hour of your workout up to 48 hours after. And basically if you're sore after those two days of DOMS, then you probably did too much and you need to change some of the variables, probably starting with the load or the weight, but possibly the reps or sets and things like that. So also keep in mind that you want those 48 hours between sessions for the same targeted muscle group. So if you're training full body strength training approach, then you don't want to train Monday and Tuesday. You want to at least do a Monday, Wednesday, maybe even a Monday, Thursday to keep that 48 hours of time in there for you to be able to rest in between. So now that we have covered how often you want to strength train to see results, how to adjust your strength training throughout your cycle to optimize your gains and energy and what to focus on before your period when you feel less energized, I want you to put this into practice. So go back through and think about what your strength training plan looks like if it's based on that progressive overload and how you can shift to that most challenging week being in the optimal time of your cycle and also what it is that you might change about the second half of the cycle that week before your period so that you're not overtraining, not getting the proper recovery you need and that you're doing the things that your body really is inviting you to focus on during that time. And just remember, there's nothing wrong with you. These fluctuations are normal and you really can feel amazing and confident in working with them. Having this information and even passing it along to your trainer or coach is super powerful. So instead of feeling frustrated and confused, I hope this has really helped you to be able to take the first step with it. And if you do want to put this into practice, you want more guidance on it. Maybe you don't have a strength training plan and you would really love to just have someone who is an expert to put this together and tell you what to do in the four phases of your cycle, check out my course, Sweat and Sync with Your Cycle. You can click for details in the description wherever you're listening to the podcast or go to jennyholbert.com forward slash 135, which is the number of this episode. So you will find information about sweat and sync with your cycle there. And I would love to guide you more if that's something you're interested in. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast, my friend. And until we chat again, go live your one wild life.